Drew can't be with us. <laughs> Drew and I are no longer available on the same days. That's true. Or at least the same times. <laughs> yeah, maybe next semester. Yeah. You had a suggestion born from your own experience that I thought would be excellent to talk about today. Yes. I do have a suggestion. (laughs) So this suggestion actually kind of came from my own frustrations, but also just some talk of other professors mentioning it, because we all know that uh, as soon as we get back from the Christmas or winter break, that around mid-January is uh, what we call recommendation letter season because a lot of our students are on yearly scholarships that they're then asked to resubmit materials for typically mid-February or March. And so this part of the semester, especially right now, is kind of high volume for me in terms of recommendation letters. And I find that one of the most frustrating parts of the recommendation letter is not the writing of the letter. Usually that's fine. I can usually do that. But it's communicating with the students about what I need and how they need to work with me in order for me to write them the letter. Mm. So what I decided to do was to write a little guide. So you already have just like all these letters and you just like yeah. find, replace the I do. Name. I just put names, different names in the same stuff. I don't even care. No. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely like a a pseudo template that you could use, you know, I'm writing to recommend so-and-so for blah, blah, blah scholarship, but at a certain point, they have to be personalized. Right. So, first thing to dispel is the idea that we just have these letters on file. And to some extent, that's also not true if I've already written you a letter. <laughs> yes, because when you're applying for something different, I assume. And even if you're applying for the renewal of the same scholarship, you yourself have done different things in the past year that I should update. Right. It would not look good if I submitted the same letter. It would look lazy. It would be lazy. <laughs> Dang it. It just look like it would be. <laughs> well, so. and so, okay, I do have, like, a folder of letters, but with specific students' names on them and mm-hmm. semesters and years so that in case, so I'm also keeping track, and I like to keep stuff in case anybody needs to go back and look at anything. I mean, I have them because I write them like in Word or whatever, and therefore I have the file just sort of hanging around forever. There, I mean, there is sort of a that does serve as a resource yeah. for me. Some, sometimes I'll be like, I have a student who's like, you know, they really remind me of other students. Yeah. There's a lot of similar things. So like, what did I say for them? Like, half of this I can't say. And I'm not right. going to just copy and paste. But what are the kinds of things that I mentioned about this? Student? I do that too. You know? So I do. I kind of go through and I'm like, oh, this is like Keely or whatever or mm-hmm. whoever was like a few years ago or whatever. Right. And then I and then it has to be sort of tailored. So I mean, students, first off, you know, we, unless we are, I think I could say like kind of not good people. <laughs> unless we're not good people, we write each letter cold. Yes. I mean, it's not, we don't pull it and, and copy paste or, or find replace the name. We write a personalized letter for each of these things that we do. Right. Well, and I think that comes from, at least for me, uh, rec- writing recommendations is something that I take pretty seriously. And so, like, whenever I ask students to choose their recommenders wisely, that's because you want to choose somebody who can write something thoughtful and personal and positive about you so it really so I do put time and thought into that because I really do want the people who I've agreed to write letters for to get the things that they're applying for yeah one of the 
piece of advice that I got as I think an undergrad from I think the professor that I worked for was when asking for letters of recommendation, the question is, are you comfortable writing me a strong letter of recommendation? Mm -hmm. Because there's a whole slew where if you ask, (laughs) Uh like it was also as an undergrad, we knew if you ask this professor for a letter of recommendation, it will be like a super glowing, like even if you are horrible, like he will write you a super strong letter that may have no bearing on who you are or how you actually did in this class. You know, if you write, if you go to this person, they'll write you a like completely unvarnished a letter which may have all kinds of not good things to say about you and they don't care <laughs> you know so th- but if you if you ask them like are you comfortable writing me a strong letter of recommendation and they're like mm, I can write you a letter of recommendation and there's a difference and there is a difference right then you should probably go elsewhere to request a letter Whenever I say stuff like, are you sure that you want me to do this? Are you sure there's not someone else who can maybe speak to the specifics of this a little more? That's my nice way of saying I can't write a very positive letter. I will still write you a recommendation, but it will not be glowing. That's not to say I'm going to say you're a loser and I hate you. But I've written letters that have been like, they came to class and did what, what was minimally asked of them. That's not exactly glowing, but that is all I could say about this person who absolutely thought I needed to write them a letter. Yeah, I, I've told people like, I can say you showed up and and you worked, but I, you know, but I can't say that you worked hard because I didn't see that, and I can't say that you did well in my class because you didn't. Yeah. You know, is is that the letter you want? Because that's a letter I can write. You know, and that's not an easy thing I think for most of us to say. Right. It's which, hard. which is why we we kind of like. Kind of Are hem and sure? haw and use like, like, don't you like think euphemisms. your advisor might be a better Do choice? Do you want me to write this? Is there somebody else? Which is me. If I say that, it's because, because I don't feel super good saying you're a nice person, but you bombed my class. And so I can't, I don't have a lot of positive things because, like, you have a, you know, a bubbly personality or whatever. You know, like, but that's not what they want. <laughs> I know yet. that's not what they not want. Not for academic scholarships. They don't yeah. want to hear about your positive attitude. Yeah. So it's uh, so that question of are you are you are you willing to write me a strong letter of recommendation or would, are you comfortable writing me a strong letter of recommendation is important and the strong yeah it is yeah critical critical in that understanding so um, that I think is probably my first piece of advice is to choose your recommenders wisely not everybody is an equal recommender and I think that I become a good choice or. Maybe not good, but an an easy choice mm. because I teach two required first year writing classes. And so at the point where they're asking, which is now, I'm the only professor that they've had for two courses. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I usually can speak a little more to like their work ethic or their their level of commitment to, you know, whatever. But again, I can't say positive things about everyone because not everybody is, you know, really doing their job excellently. <laughs> Sorry. I, and the other thing I, I, to keep in mind is that if your professor says, I can't write you a strong letter, I mean, that's not necessarily to say that they don't like you or that they think less of you. It, I certainly keep in mind that my area of expertise is not everybody's jam. 
Mm-hmm. And there are people who struggle with it. And people struggle with it just because of the concepts. And there's people who struggle with it because of the math. So it's like, I got, I got no judgment on a student who comes in and works really hard but still face plants. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's okay. I, I have been there in my life where I've worked really hard on something and just, <laughs> it's Haven't just not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and it feels bad. It sucks, but... <laughs> One of the other things that frustrates me sometimes is the timing. Yes, yeah, so that's number two actually oh, on my excellent. list, which is to uh, provide enough um, lead time or like, I don't know. So I suggested at least six weeks. That would be super ideal. Super ideal. I would go ahead and work with four. A month in advance is After that, you were pushing it. Yeah, the thing is, is... I think students think about this in terms of, well, how long will it take them to type a page? It's not about that. <laughs> so, so one, not very long, but two, you know, I need to craft the letter. But even before I, I mean, even before I craft the letter, I have to find time to think about what I need to say. And then sort of probably, even if it's just in my head, Revise that a couple of times, mm-hmm. you know, so think about the student. What is it? What are the positive things? I want to say about the student like I can't I don't have the letter in my head I just got to put it onto the page. I need to spend some time mulling over What are the things that I can pull out about the student? You know, what are their positives? You know, sometimes a letter of recommendations for like say grad schools or med those schools. Are they, those are heavier those need more time especially because they're like and what are their weaknesses some of them specifically yes. call out Tell me what their weaknesses are. And then I have to, to not just determine the weakness, but I need to frame that in a, in a way like this is a rhetorical situation where I am, my audience are people who, who necessarily are going to be critical of the person that I am presenting. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to lie to them. That does not fit what is appropriate for me to do. I don't want to gloss things over either, but I do want to present their weaknesses and, and frame it in a way where they are improving through this weakness or there's somewhere that like I am I can structure what my message such that this weakness is not going to be like well they have this weakness and therefore no right you know and that takes a lot of thought so like for like yearly renewals for scholarships the stakes are usually lower not that like I realize that students like oh I need this scholarship but for the most part if you've been rewarded or awarded the scholarship before, as long as you can show that you're still on track and that you generally have positive recommenders, they're gonna continue to give it to you. That's at least my understanding for the majority of the stuff that I write. But like, I had a student who applied for Teach for America, and so it's a really competitive program, and they had very specific questions, and you know, I needed time to think about that, like you said. So if you're talking about graduate school or a job or a really important internship, six weeks, yeah. Yeah, that's reasonable That because I need, I need time to sort of like bounce it around in my brain. And sometimes what I'll do is I'll look to see, well, what kind of recommendation is it? Is it a free form letter that I can just write? Or is, are they going to ask me to answer particular questions? Or is it a form? Because sometimes they have me write stuff on forms. Top 5%, top 10%. Yeah, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> I have to really think about those. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You yeah. Know, there, there are times it's like, I'm not just going to tick the top box. I mean, because part of, part of what happens for letter writing is 
the letter I write reflects upon me and my institution. Right. So if you think about going, <laughs> this would be a, not a great example to make, think about going to a car dealership. And you're going to buy, and someone's like, I got the perfect car for you. They're like, I'm going to tell you all about this car. Got low mileage, engine runs great, it, it looks perfect, it's just cherry, cherry car. And then you show up and it's like, and it's a jalopy. It's a jalopy. <laughs> you know, it's, engine doesn't run great, you know, it's got a ton of miles on it and yeah. it like smells and is rusted. Okay. If I write like the super awesome letter for like, this person is amazing, and then they, they get in based on that letter and they show up and they are a slack ass. Doesn't look good for you. Doesn't look good for me. They're not gonna probably gonna anything else that you send them. They're definitely gonna take with a grain of salt. Anybody else from my institution yeah. is probably gonna start off with a. Well, the last person we let in here was looked amazing on paper and like literally burned the lab down. <laughs> so no, we're yeah. just gonna pass on this. So so I can't I can't misrepresent because it hurts. Everybody else who's coming after that. Not to mention, it's an ethical issue for well, us. Yes, too. it's also unethical. Yeah, so I mean, don't we? I mean, don't get me wrong. I want students to get scholarships. I want them to get into grad programs. I do. I want these things, um, but I can't. There are some students who I'm like, I'm not sure. Like this particular program is the best fit for you, and it's hard for me to make an argument that you are going to do well there whenever I don't think that you can. Yes. And I'm doing you a disservice by lying to get you in because you're probably going to face plant. <laughs> it, it, that's also not good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially in the humanities where, like, you have to pay to go to grad school. Yeah. So not only are you going to spend a year or two finding out that, like, you really are not prepared for this, but you're going to be out a lot of money Yeah. for that as well. And then nobody else from the school gets to go to that yeah. program. <laughs> yeah. It's bad. So, yeah, so number one, choose the right recommender. Number two, give us enough time to write a good letter. And I reserve the right, and I'm sure you do too, to say, I'm sorry, you didn't give me enough notice. I can't fit this into my schedule. And that is literally true. (laughs) I don't mean to be like, I, you know, like I don't have time, but sometimes I literally go from meeting to class to meeting to other thing. And then I'm like, if I do not grade these things, I might get fired. Yeah. I cannot fall any farther behind right, on my right. actual job. I like, exactly. literally cannot. Right. Yeah. One of the advice that I got from a professor when I was an undergrad, I think, was give me a deadline that's a week earlier than it actually is. Yes. Which is good. Yeah. Um, that way, if I drop the ball and you're like, did you send the letter in? And you yourself also set the, the reminder, like, check in with Professor Highland at this date. Yes, like, that's on oh, the list. Oh, shoot didn't do that but now I have a week to follow through and it's not the end of the world right so reminders are one of the things that I would definitely recommend and I ask my students to send me a few reminders especially Mm -hmm. as people who send me things six weeks in advance which I appreciate but I need more than one reminder the like 12 hours before it's due I would prefer, you know, maybe three reminders in six weeks, one of which is a week ahead, you know, a week yeah. out, so, yeah. or whatever. And I'm like, oh, crap, I guess I better get down to business and really commit this to paper. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, yeah, a, a good idea. Like, you run into this, 
this sort of thing is like, if I tell you six weeks out, are you going to remember? And the answer is no, but you've warned me. Yes. You know, I'll be thinking about it. It'll come up in my mind periodically. And then if you just send me an email periodically, like, hey, you know, reminder, four weeks until two weeks till it's due, one week yeah. till it's due. And if you I know. have six weeks, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's due in six weeks. I'll do it. Versus, oh, it's due in two days. You know what I mean? Right. Well, as mo- many people, probably most, like if there's something which is like going to be really unpleasant, Writing the letter of recommendation on a short time scale is unpleasant. It's not. It's thing. stressful. You know, you, it just it is not a fun task to do. I want to have time to proofread that thing because what I do not want to do is send in something with a few typos because oh, I had to rush I, because no I, one wins in that situation. I have gone back to pull up a pull up something and be like, this is not the worst typo that ever typoed, but. It's a typo. But I'm not happy about this now. Yeah. And I, I got distracted once and actually sent the wrong version. Like, it was incomplete. But luckily, she emailed me back. And she's like, oh, I think you attached an earlier version. And I was like, oh, my God. Thank you. <laughs> like, I hadn't saved it or whatever. And I when I sent it, it sent the last saved version. Mm. But, like, things like that. Like, I do not like working under stress because then you send half letters or <laughs> things with typos, you know. Yeah, so so the, a, a white line to tell me that it's due, you know, uh, February 7th when it's actually due Valentine's Day is... Well, sometimes I'll tell students, when is it due? And like, oh, it's due the 14th. And I'm like, when would you like to have it? And they're like, I'd like to have it a week out. Okay, then the 7th or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it sometimes depends, too. Is it a physical letter? Do I need to print it on letterhead and oh, give you I an envelope? Letterhead. Sorry, but go ahead. Um, or can I email it in on the actual due date? Because there's a difference, right? I have to, so I'm like, when is it due? It's due the 14th. Okay. Do you have to mail it in? I don't know. Okay. Well, you need to find out. Yes. Right. This, so this brings me to my next point, which is like, I need all the info. Oh, please, God. I I need I need your due date. I need what organization, uh, what the scholarship is called called or whatever. I need uh, the the actual text of them asking yes. for the thing. Give me the paper that you have in your hand. Photocopy Scan it for me and give thing. me the thing. Yeah. Like. Because as I t- a letter about are you like academically brilliant is one is different than a letter are you flourishing at college right those and, are different and and I need to know because if you're like it needs to be flourish at college I'm all like they're awesome in my class is like they I'm participate list- yeah you know. you know should I be talking about the fact that they're on the cross country team or something like this if it's a flourish at college then I need to include those things if I know them if it's not then. I shouldn't actually. It's distracting and, and right. beside the point. It's just it comes across as filler. Like, right. oh, this person didn't even have a full page to write. They filled an entire paragraph with About worthless, worthless things that don't even matter. It's like, right. well, I didn't know what I was supposed to write. <laughs> so I it's find like it, it's like your professor assigning you an essay to write something that you're like, well, what is supposed to have in it? You're like, you know, just general stuff. And you're like, okay, it's you're gonna have stuff that doesn't fit because you don't know. The yeah, particulars. Yeah. So it's, like, I, I find myself constantly asking, oh, like, and I think what is this for? Send me all of the information. I really, I that's the part need all that, the information. That's the part I think that I had so much frustration with is because I would have to go back and forth and back and forth and just to get enough information to write this damn letter. Well, I had to email a student I'm doing say, you a favor. Yeah. Help me out here. I, I submitted a letter for a student... And they're like, here's the email address. And then their name, the person's name is 
blah, blah, blah. I don't know, Ashley. You know, and it's like, and then I look at the email address. I'm like, back to student. Can you give me this person's last name? Yeah. Because I don't want to assume that I know their last name based on this email. And the last thing I want, and I'm not going to call them by their first name. That's inappropriate in a formal letter. Right. So I, I need to, like, I literally need to know all the things that you can give me. Yeah. Like the name of the person, the name of the committee, if that's what's going on. Yeah, the you name of the scholarship, the address. The name of the school. Uh, it, yeah. The, actual, the program, the address, <laughs> you know, the deadline, you know, what they ask you to ask me if they do, if they do that. Like, I need all of that information. Send me links if you have to to their Ooh, yes, website. Yes, please send me links. Yeah. I'm like, send me a link. Yeah, that way I can be like, oh, this is the program you're applying to? Sweet, this is perfect for you. Yeah. Let me explain how. <laughs> right, you know, and it, it's sort of like, I'm, I'm applying to med school. Okay. Okay. Are you applying to, like, UT med school? Are you applying to some med school I've never heard of? Are, are you applying to a certain program? You know, are you osteopathy? You know, like, I, my letter will be different. You know, depending yeah. on all these things. And I need to know that. It's like letters just aren't, I pull the letter out, stamp your name on, stamp my... If I if that were the case, I'd probably be willing to write more <laughs> of them. I usually will not tell a student no. Um, most of the time, because the students who ask are, I feel okay with writing them something. Um, and I can usually make the time. Um but don't assume mm-hmm. that, I mean, do you feel it's your job to write recommendation letters? Not quite. Yeah. It's a courtesy. Yeah. I mean, it's part of what I do, and in most cases, I'm happy to do it. Um, I mean, I would see it as part of... a student of- success is a reflection of myself in the school, which I True. want but, to have. And in terms of... Uh, a student success moving forward in a career that is my career, you know, putting forward and trying to lift up somebody who's going to do really well and be, you know, a productive member of society or, you know, just like do well and do well in you know, physics or engineering or yeah. whatever sort of sciencey thing it is, because that's the people who ask me for recommendations. Um, you know, it's part of my job to try to make sure that the people who are going to be awesome in those fields get a chance to be awesome in those fields Mm -hmm. um i don't get paid for that but it's part of my position as a professor and as a member of you know an academic and professional community yes but i'm not required no i I, you know i could turn down every person who asked me to write a letter and you know my tenure review may not be so nice because i may not have student letters supporting my tenure but (laughs) well that's true so but you can probably get by without that. Um, I spent some time on this um, guide that I sent out talking about how to ask for a letter. And you've already uh, mentioned several of the things, which is um, telling me when it's due. I definitely need to know that. I need to know when I should have it ready for you. Um, I need to know the format. Is it electronic or is it paper? That is super important. Really important. And also, if you want me to mail it, uh, you need to go ahead and address and stomp, stamp the envelope and bring it to me. That is common courtesy. It is kind of a pain. It's a huge pain. Mm-hmm. You're just going to have to pay however much a stamp is these days and do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you might have somebody who's really nice who's willing to put it on the department budget. I'm not doing that. I mean, you also have a bigger department. 
That's true. I probably could, I could probably do it. And I wouldn't feel like it was like a misappropriation of funding no, or anything like that. But I think it's not about that. It's about how you right. need to make my life as easy as possible to do you a favor. Do not make me walk across the street to get a stupid stamp. <laughs> you know, like, I don't want to have to do that stuff. So, um, so knowing that. And then I usually ask or recommend that students send me an, a resume. Mm, yeah. um, because sometimes... Or, you know, I also am like, you need to remind them which classes they took with you. Maybe it's been two years since you've taken first-year writing. Uh, it, it'll help me write a more specific letter if you tell me that it was in fall 16 and spring 17 that you took my classes. It would also help me if you remind me what your grades were. You're like, oh, I made A's in both of those. That's good to know. I yeah. can... I don't remember people's I mean, my, grades. My letter for students who get A's and my letters for students who get B's or C's... Different. are different letters. I had to emphasize different things. You know, yeah. I can talk about like they, they slayed it. You know, it's a hard class and they did well. Yeah. Or I have to talk about how it's a hard class. They struggled I, a bit. I, they struggled ideally, but they came and saw me and we yeah, like, you know, worked exactly. it out. Exactly. Those are different good. things and you're going to emphasize different things. Um, and then I asked them to also tell me what they think I could say about them, which is difficult, I realize, but like if, like, well, I revised all of my work in your class, you know, I met with you during office, and I was like, yeah, you did, because I don't always remember all of these details. I mean, I'll be honest, I learned all my students' names by about the second or third week of the semester. More than half of those names are hard for me to pull back the next semester when I now fill my brain with yes. the next class, it becomes difficult for me, like... How are you doing? Partly because I don't want to get your name wrong because yeah. it's super embarrassing for me. I'm usually pretty okay with names, um, but there's been times when I someone I'll see someone outside of, of my context, like at Walmart, and I'm like, Heather, Ashley, <laughs> Justine. I don't know. You know, right. <laughs> I got nothing, and so it's like for whatever reason, like I can't pull their name out of like. Because they're not in school, and right. so for and so, and it usually would have to be like more than three or four years. But there are times I can't do it, so I need some reminders, mm -hmm. especially if you've already graduated, uh, and you're like, well, yeah. I took like two years off, but I want to apply for grad school. Okay, help me. <laughs> <laughs> what have you? Well, first, what have you been doing for the last two years? Even mm -hmm. if it's something that doesn't directly relate, it still helps me yeah. figure out. Maybe you needed to pay off some student loans. I mean, I... That's legit. Yeah. One of the things that I think is coming up here is that letters of recommendation are not ACT scores. No. They are asking us to assess an individual as an individual, as a person. And so one of the reasons that the resume is useful and the reminding is useful is because then we can talk about this student... As an individual, someone who has, you know, been through stuff and overcome things or struggled or and can pull out the things which are important about them within that context. You know, so I have a student got a B. They got a B, but they came in knowing nothing and yeah, really struggled. But that B was well earned. Well and earned. I'm very proud of them for having that B. Right. And that kind of a thing, you know, I've written the letters where it says they saw me every week. You know, they recognized when when they were in a little over their head. Yeah. They sought help, and they stuck through I just through wrote it. that this week. You know, they, like, when they were confused, they came to ask me, which is saying a lot because a is. lot of people don't do that. Right. They just sort of head down, 
plow through and deeper into into the into the not good grade zone, you know. And so it's uh, that can be a powerful message to send to somebody who's reading a letter of recommendation. It's like they may not have aced my course, but they knew how to how to work the system. They knew how to ask for help when they needed. And sometimes that is a really really important skill to have. Like if I'm writing letters for people who are going to like REUs or grad school, knowing how to ask for help in a lab is like huge. Why? Because you can cause fires and junk? Yeah, <laughs> or, or break equipment, or just yeah. like not get anything done. <laughs> Sit there and be like, I'm not supposed to be doing this. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. That's okay if you ask, yeah. if you find someone to ask how to do it, you know. So it's, um, so the message, the, the kind of things that we're, we're saying, you know, different for, for every application and for every purpose. And, and even with that, even academic ones, it's who is this person? Mm-hmm. You know, if, if your grade was all that was required, they could just ask for your GPA. Right. They wouldn't need a letter. That's why I'm asking them to tell me a little bit more about what they think I can say, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had a student last semester who really wanted an A, but she just kept getting like B pluses even when she would revise. And I think she was frustrated, but she didn't give up. And she mentioned that when she were asked for a letter of recommendation. She's like, well, I feel like I had to work harder in your class than I've had to work for things before because I really wanted that A and you weren't just going to give me an A. And I'm like, hmm, mm. I can write about that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So those are the types of things I was going to suggest that they do in their um, – I'm one of those people who you might want to ask me face to face, but I'm going to require a written follow up because I can't remember. Like you said, you like leave your you go from your your classroom to your office, and you're like, wait, what was I supposed to do? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so, like to get me to remember all of this stuff. Plus, I'd like a written record so that I can search for your name Mm -hmm. in my email. And I even suggested that you make the subject line of the email recommendation for. Peter Hyland, so that I can look up recommendation or Peter Hyland, and I can find either of those things right. with ease. Um, and then I try to like put little flags on my emails, and then I usually set reminders in my calendar. Even with all of that stuff, I almost forgot a letter this week. That is not a good feeling. No, because I'm like, what the heck? The student came into class, and I'm like, I feel like they're like I had this feeling. I supposed to write her a letter, right? Did I write that letter? What's today? Today, <laughs> yeah, so I was like, today's the 12th or whatever. And I'm like, oh, I feel like it's due like the 14th or 15th. So I'm like, hey, did I write you a letter? And she's like, I don't know. I sent you the information. And I was like, oh, I can't remember if I wrote it. So I had to go and look and I hadn't written it. Mm-hmm. But So I was able, but she's like, I should have reminded you. And I was like, yeah, you probably should have. Um, and luckily it was an email situation. So like, but if it, I mean, usually postmark by the 15th is fine, but if it had to be somewhere by the 15th, we might have been in -hmm. trouble. Yeah, that's true. Um, so even though I had done all the things I normally do, it still managed to fall off my radar. And this is a good student who I would love to write a letter for. And I almost messed it up. Yeah, that, yeah, that sometimes happens. One of the things, this reminded me of one of the things this semester, which was, I think there was a student who was going to ask me for a letter, but was trying to arrange a face-to-face meeting, and was like, I just can't do it this time. How about on Monday? Class was 
yeah. school, like the college was closed on that Monday because of like ice, you know. And yeah. so it like never managed to actually meet face to face. And probably was like, is she trying to ask me for a letter of recommendation? If it comes to that, and this is a person who really is going to be good, email them. I actually, I'm not, a, like, I know that some people really prefer the face-to-face, so you probably need to think about that when you're choosing recommenders. I am okay with them emailing me initially. Mm. One, that gives me a chance to say no in a more comfortable way if I wanted to, <laughs> right? Because then they're like, can we write me a recommendation letter? And on I'm the like, email, you can sort of like. But yeah, I can think about it. Yeah, or whatever. Um, but again, you might just consider. You know, you you should know your recommenders and maybe what they prefer. Um, so, I would definitely consider possibly doing a face to face. Be like, hey, this. But I can send you the details. You send me details. I'm not going to the remember details. these things. Yeah, I, I think, <clears throat> I think asking face-to-face is courteous and good. So I'm not saying, like, don't ask face-to-face. But if you're, like, running up on... Yeah. If you're running up on, like, close to, like, four weeks out... Go ahead and you email. just can't, can't get a hold of them in person, send an email. It's like, you know, I want to send an email because I want to ask you for a letter of recommendation, but I thought it might just be easier <laughs> because because we can't seem to meet yeah. to ask you like this. I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. I mean, um, they may be offended by that, but... That person seems really like weird. You know, like you've tried to set up this face to face, you know, for like a week and can't seem to make it happen, and then they get the emails like, "This is just the thing that I wanted an email." Yeah. And if they're offended by that, then maybe you don't want a letter from them. Maybe they're just grumpy pants and they're not a good thing. Um, so then, my final point, or I think suggestion, would be well, there I have two. Um, one is to go ahead and write a thank you. Mm-hmm. One, um, it's nice. How many, I mean, I don't know how many recommendation letters they're asking for. Probably two. So writing two thank you notes is, to me, not that big of a deal. And I can put that into my teaching portfolio or my tenure review stuff like Absolutely. you were talking about. Um, even if it is just a thank you email, I would prefer an actual card. I know that sounds like whatever. I, I mean, part of it is the thank you card is more meaningful in the same way that the face-to-face request yeah. is more meaningful. Yeah, I would definitely recommend that. And then my second point that is could be connected to that, but I have a feeling that the thank you card should come sooner, but that's a follow-up. Did you get the scholarship? Did you get into the place? Yeah, they let yeah. me know. Yeah, I mean, even if you didn't, I still want to know. I invested time to write this letter. I invested time in you, so I actually care. And so whenever I never know what happens with student scholarships or jobs or whatever, I'm like, oh. Or I'll be they're like, oh, yeah, I got a job wherever. I was like, oh, the thing I wrote the letter for? Like, oh, yeah. I'm like, hmm, good for you, I guess. You know, I, you know like, I I think I think the reason that feels good, especially if they get it, is that it's not meant to be like that because just you know life happens and moves on. But it feels mercenary. Yeah. It feels like it can feel like you got used for an end. Like they didn't really necessarily care that it was you. Maybe they don't. But yeah. I mean, pretend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretend know, but, exactly. Like, they just used used me for to get a recommendation that got them a job or into a thing or something like that, and so. It's, um, I mean, especially if we're talking about students who we don't see very much. And I know that's not what they 
intend. But sometimes it can feel that way. Yeah, I don't really like, as a person who sometimes needs to ask for recommendations from like my former grad school professors, it, I know that they don't have time to, like, so I really do feel like it's a huge favor. Mm-hmm. And so when they take the time to update a letter, you know, and I'm like, here's what I've been doing. Can you maybe talk about, like, what I did and maybe how you see that translating into what I'm doing? But, like, that's a big deal, you know? Yeah. Uh, that's, like... Not just a thank you card for my, it's also like a Starbucks like gift card for me. But I mean, I'm asking a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's something that's really important and you really think that that person had a role in helping you get whatever it was, you need to at least say thank you in a card. Yeah. That's my thing. Oh, step zero. Oh. Which, I, which I, we, have, we have breezed past this because we have assumed it is so common knowledge. You must ask them whether they will write you a letter before you s- click or put their name down <laughs> for writing a letter. Oh, yeah. So, like, the stuff I've been getting is usually um, just, like, they send me, like, the paperwork that they've gotten or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Like, um, for some grad programs, or like, so-and-so has requested you to be a re- recommender. You're like, huh, good to know. If that's the first time I hear about it, I am offended. <laughs> I, I'm just gonna. I'm just saying. Like, there are very few things where, like, I something happens and I'm like legitimately feel anger. Like, I'm not a very <laughs> angry person. But you know, I once, don't do that. yeah, once I got like an email that says, "Please submit the letter for so and so," and I was all like, "No, what?" Like, no, I'm not. I was, I was like, I sent a tersely worded email to that student, be like, "I will write this letter, However. but you will never." do this again yeah you will always request a letter writers to do so before you submit their name right and that's even true like on your resume like if they don't ask for oh, yeah. like recommendation letters but they ask for references mm-hmm. i need to know and it would actually not even just like hey i'm applying for jobs um, can I put you down as a reference? That's nice. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. But if you are like, well, actually, I had an interview with somebody. I think they might call you. Give me a heads up, please. Yes, please. Even send me the link to the job. So I, so because when someone calls me like, hey, so and so is applying, I'm like, what's the job? Who? Yeah. <laughs> huh? <laughs> that's that's bad. Like you yeah. want you want me to look like that. I am prepared and ready to talk about you, and I cannot I mean, be those things if you catch me by surprise. Right. I mean, if you think it from the from the person who's who got the letter or who's going to be the reference or who's checking the references, right? So if I'm checking references and somebody somebody has submitted Melody as the reference, and I give Melody a call, I'm like. I'm calling, I'm checking references for Joe Schmo, and Melody, you're like, Joe? I'm like, Joe Schmo. They listed you a reference. And you're like, huh. Oh, that's oh, interesting. oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> him. Yeah. I mean, what does that say to me as the person? It's like, Not I don't good. want to hire this guy. No. Because this he didn't even tell her. Right. Or if you're like, if I'm calling as a reference for Joe Schmo, and like, Joe Schmo is, is applying for, like, I don't know, uh, computer programming job and he took a f- intro writing course from you you know four years ago and you're like oh joe yeah he's blah blah and you start talking about everything that you're like what does that say that says that joe schmo who is doing 
programming is so tight with his English professor <laughs> that she knows everything about him and can like from the bat know yeah. that he's applied for a job, knows the job he's applying for, and like can speak about all these great things about him for the programming. So which Joe do you want to hire? They may be the same Joe, but Joe one barely managed to remind Melody that or she referenced or didn't <laughs> well, just list her name. Joe too has you know given her a heads up and and given her some background information to allow you to speak knowledgeably. Yeah. You know. Right. And if it has been four years since you've I've had you in class and we don't have regular hallway conversations so that I know what's going on, you should probably come and visit with me and let me know. <laughs> yes. So that I can talk about these things. Right? Um, just so that I can be prepared. I don't like being caught off guard and looking stupid. There aren't very many people who do, but Oh, yes. well, that's probably true. Although, I don't, I mean, so, and really, I mean, I might be caught off guard and look stupid, but really you look stupid. Not yeah, though, like, it's that whole, what is it? It's not, it's not just, like, one person. It's everyone that surrounds them that gets sort of, like, painted with the same brush here. Yeah. Right. If yeah, I have, we look like a-holes who can't get our shit together. <laughs> then, then the applicant looks like an a-hole who yeah. can't get shit together. You know, the same way that if I write a letter that is overly uh, positive about a student for, like, say, grad school or med school, and they show up and can't hack it, and it's obviously, like, this isn't them me and the rest of the college get painted with that same perception of like, well, this is obviously just going to be a load of BS. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so um, I didn't really cover that in my little uh, like etiquette guide because I was, wasn't thinking about those types of recommendations, but I would, you need to figure out what kinds of recommendations they're looking for. Like I said, some are straight letters. Some are respond to these particular questions. Some are fill in these actual blanks. Right, yeah. Um, and if you can tell me what kind of recommendation that you want me to write at the very beginning when you send me that infor- informational email, that helps me make a decision. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also can look at it. If you're like, here's the link to the thing, you know, I'm like, oh, okay. And I look at the questions, I'm like, I can answer these questions. But if they're asking questions that I'm like, I've never observed you in a work environment, I'm not sure I'm the best person to fill this out. Yeah. And all these questions are related to like coworkers and, and being an employee, I, I don't it think wasn't your supervisor. writing class counts as that, you know? Right. So, like, knowing those things ahead of time can help me also just be a better mm-hmm. source. But anyway, just be courteous and I think just think about all the possible information. Yes. Give it's us hard. A, give us as much information as you can. I realize they're new to this, too. Like, they're new to this, too. Just had a thought, which I recall from applying to grad schools, oh. which you're asking for, like, I don't know it's the same everywhere, but for when I applied to graduate schools, every application had, you know, like, the, the personal essay, and yeah. then you needed three letters. Mm-hmm. If you are in the enviable position that you can just apply to all the places just to like cast a, cast a super wide net to make sure you get in somewhere, uh-huh. uh, which with the cost of applications, I, you know, I think like I, I applied to Stanford for graduate school. Just for fun. Just, you got to have at least one reach. Yeah, you know? <laughs> one dream school. Stanford like... was the reach. They took my $75. <laughs> thank I, you. I might have just, no, I didn't get no, a thank, thank you. you. I just might have thrown it into <laughs> a black pit. Like it's just like application, like never hear anything again. Which, yeah. fine, whatever. Like that's the way it works. I, um, but if you're in a department where there's a number of 
people graduating that are going to be doing such a thing as applying to graduate school? Spread out your letters. Well, that and also um, this is particularly just for graduate school, um, but also like if you're, I think, in grad school and you're looking at getting on the market, Mm -hmm. you rather than asking people to write you individual letters for all 60 jobs, because that can't happen. There's no way I could do that. You want to look at like online dossier services like Interfolio that allow me to upload a pretty general letter, but if I know what kinds of jobs you're applying to. So if I'm like, oh, you're getting your master's degree and you're applying for technical professional writing positions, I don't have to know all the ins and outs of that specific position to talk about the ways that you can handle that type of workplace. Like Mm -hmm. I can write you a pretty good letter if I know the type of job you're applying for. But if you're like, I'm going to send out like lots of, I'm going to just throw it out there and see what I can get. And you're applying to like 60 places. Let me do a, gen, a general letter um, that I, and I can really hit some good things and make that letter longer if I know that it's going to have to work for a variety of um, jobs that you're applying for. Right. The thing that I uh, I remember, or now from the, from the tail end is like, there were professors who were like very popular for letters of recommendation. And That's it must true. have been really I mean for this was I for do graduate agree. school. So Spreading this was it like out. Yeah. end of this would be end of fall. Mm-hmm. Running it would have just must have been horrible for them. They probably spent their entire winter breaks writing letters, and that's if they happen to be due before December 15th or after December 15th. Right. I mean, I'm sure their fall semester was just kind of slammed at the midpoint when all the applications were, were due. And so one of the, one of the things we actually, we don't think we did it on purpose, but we just talked about who are we, who were we requesting letters from. So, you know, we, we actually spread it out a little bit those of us who talked about it so that we weren't just all hitting up the same people all the time. Um, there was even, this, even still, there was one professor who was, she was sad because nobody asked her for letters. So we're well, like, was, oh, no, if I'd known that, I would ask you for letters from that other Oh, time. well, like, I was like, maybe, but she's that person who just like, you know, like you were saying, gives it to people exactly like it is and doesn't sugarcoat uh, she anything. Was, she was a very sweet person. So. Okay, so it wasn't that. But I think there are people especially in larger departments, there are a few that you're probably like, well, that person's not good at meeting deadlines. Or I mean, that's a thing. That is a thing. That is a thing. And, and they will assume, that especially at, at big places, big R1s, where you have these these professors who, whose livelihood is based on the research and not necessarily on the mentoring of undergraduates. Yeah. And so they will assume if you're not pounding down their door, that it's not important. Yeah. That if you're not like showing up, you know, hey, it's due in a week, it's due in six days, it's due in five days. Two or four days. Like, then if you're not constantly putting it back on their plate, then it's not that important. I had a, a colleague, this was for our PhD program or whatever, um, but she had requested a letter through like an interfolio type service mm-hmm. from a professor that we shared. And this person notoriously overextended herself and just, you know, had too many irons in the fire. And my friend missed, like, several job deadlines because she had an incomplete application packet because she did not have that third letter of recommendation. In the end, she was fine because she got a job and it ended up working out. But, you, I mean, she didn't have really, I mean, I don't know that she had another choice because this person was pretty prominent in Mm -hmm. her studies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So she needed that person. Still, there's a difference between I got a job and I have... 
three jobs to choose from. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think she did terrible or anything like that. Right. But there are some real consequences to... And this person was also wrote me recommendation letters, but I made dang sure that that didn't happen to me. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, my first deadline is November 1st. I want that letter uploaded, you know now or whatever so like i but i was beating down her door like she had to stare me in the face pretty much every day do you have the letter do you have <laughs> look letter me later? in the eyeball but, and tell so me I'm if you have the letter in her folio. i don't see a letter <laughs> yeah but like but that other student that other student she didn't want to like hassle them yes yeah. and i'm like you're gonna have to you should say something if it yeah if Figure out who those professors are. Yeah, and just be very careful. Like I knew, since I knew that that was a possibility, I played pretty good defense on that, right? Because I need to make. Like, mm, did you get my letter? You know, or whatever. Um, so, but she also she was also my primary letter writer. So I think and she wasn't her primary letter writer. Yeah, that's also sort of a thing that happens. Yeah, but anyway, so, so those are those are the things I know. To remind our listeners, ask well in advance. At least try six weeks is your big goal there. Yeah, that's your that's your reach goal. To do yeah. that one. All of the details, all. please. All of the details. Everything you know about it, because I, I so. I'd many, rather have too much than not enough in this case. Yes, I. The number of times I feel like I'm writing blind is distressing. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Follow up. Yep. With a thank you and also just an update on what happened. Mm-hmm. That way we can know. And um, send us reminders, especially if I, and I will specifically ask you, but I don't think a friendly reminder a week out, even if someone has not asked, is going to be like, I can't believe they thought they should remind me. I think for the most part, people are going to be like, oh, yeah, thanks for the reminder. I'm working on it right now. Or I'm so glad you reminded me because I totally forgot about that. Right. Yeah. I mean, like a one line email. Yeah. See, dear professor so-and-so, just wanted to remind you the letter's due in a week. You know, Let me know if, they, if you need anything else. Thank you for writing it. Let me know if you need anything. Yeah. Boom, you know. Smile. Don't put a smile in there, but yeah. smile as you're writing. Sincerely, your name. cheers. Everyone does cheers now. I don't know why. It's so, not my favorite. I'm not British, so you know. Good information for you, listeners. Very good. Go forth and start requesting your letters now. Yeah. Yes. Or <laughs> realize you're already so far behind that you're screwed. Sorry. <laughs> so if you'd like to. Uh, get me a, a question or a topic to talk about. You can reach me on Twitter. I'm uh, at Dr. Highland, D-O-C-T-O-R-H-Y-L-A-N-D. Or send me an email, peter.o.highland, H-Y-L-A-N-D, at gmail.com. See you next week. Bye.